0: Everybody comfortable? Yeah. Get your ass up when I'm talking. Hey, take it easy. It's show time. It's show time. Yeah. Feel the magic and soul love the YBs. Yeah. Welcome to the show. Take two. Welcome to That's Davis Show with executive producer Ryan Bukovetsky. Follow him at Ryan B. Ski and Ryan B. Ski One. I am Kenneth Davis. Follow me at That's Davis. We got a lot of sports to delve into today and a lot of happy times. You know, I've had a pleasant, a pleasant few days. Yesterday, I didn't do anything, but that was kind of cool. But Monday, I um, needed to, I got an oil pan leak. The The nice guy at this, um, Jiffy loop over here on 83rd and Jeffrey, which shout out to the owners is black owned. Um, service is always really good. Um, stopped me from getting the oil change because I know I had a leak. I didn't know how severe it was. He's like, you got an oil pan leak. So my younger cousin works at web Chevy shout out to web Chevy on 94th uh, in Cicero. Um, and got me, uh, got the, got the actual oil pan, but it ended up being the wrong one. But, but to make a long story short, put my, put it in uh, the uh, shop at web Chevy. Uh, my other two cousins who were trying to do something to take care of my cousin's mother, which is his nephew. So even though we're awesome and kind of not too distant to age, it's my cousin and his nephew, but they're they're both my cousins, if you get it. He's
1: mm-hmm. he's
0: like, he's like, wow, does he he's like eight or nine years older than this. It's kind of like the same relationship with me and my younger brother. He's like about eight or nine years older than him. Actually, no, he has to be so, um, nine. So he's seven years older than him. All right. So anyway, we and he lives in Michigan. So we were able to to come together. Uh, we went to this bar. Shout out to Tailgater on ninety uh, second and Cicero. We 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 damn near shut it down. Uh, but one of my cousins, right, had never had a Long Island iced tea, right? My cousin lives in Homewood because we come in and we're like, "What's the special?" They said Long Island. I was like, "That's right." My other cousin, who's closer next to me, lives in Michigan. Was like, "Yeah, that's right." Um, my cousin was like Long Island iced tea is like I, I never had one. I was always the ladies drinking. It was like you just don't know, right? Mm-hmm. Dude, he was halfway into one, and he was gone. <laughs> right, gone. I mean, gone. Those right. Are, like, those are damn. great and right? strong. Yes, and and, 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 and and economical. You know what I'm saying? It was a seven dollar, oh, yeah. dude. Which I is weird a- that it's called after Long Island. Right, dude. I it, it was a. Um, I paid $56 was the tab. We bought at least nine of those. My one oh, cousin had three. Yeah, my one cousin's had three and the rest of us had two, right? We bought nine of them. The waitress no. The waitress actually, no. She, we, she she paid. She charged us for eight of them. She gave my cousin the one that works at web Chef. It was his birthday. That's why I had the idea like, let's go to a bar. He had never been to a bar, Ryan. Oh, my. He's 28 now. He's 28, right? So he he loved it. He was like, "This is his best bar experience." But she she took it. I gave her a fat ass tip because she was a great waitress or whatever. We end up kicking it with the uh, another dude that's a bartender that's there for another night, and then a guy that uh, gets people FOIA cards and stuff like that. Uh, um, Tommy and uh, man, Raul. Tommy and Raul. And the waitress name was Amanda. I uh, man, we had the time of our lives. Saved that long enough for my cousins to sober up. Right, they start playing darts and they got they got sobered up. My cousin dropped me off. My cousin picks me up today. My youngest cousin that works at Web Chevy, and he does. He's a parts guy for them, so he drops the parts off in their pickup truck. Dude, I had to climb into this damn thing, right? So this is an adventure. I mean, I to look, look, I'm not a short dude, right? Uh, I literally dropped out of it, right? Like there is like there's there's no uh, foot pedal, you know, a railing or whatever to step on. It's no, you get into this damn thing, right? So we go to summit so he can pick up a part bring a part back. I get there. My for what I had was so cheap, basically, that um, I think I'm I'm like, am I stealing? Because he gave me the price for the part and he gave it to me when I was there Monday. And it was the the part was supposed to be like 300 something. They were just going to charge me like 215. I'm like, cool. Uh, the dude Fabian, shout out to Fabian up at Web Chevy. Uh, he was like, you know, I'm, I'm going to get you under this or whatever, whatever. So, when I'm cashing out, I'm like, I think this is like a couple hundred too low, right? Like, even if it was 200 more, I was fine with it, right? Cool, mm-hmm. thank you. I hit my cousin, i like, listen, I don't want to get you in trouble, but this is the price I paid. Now, I don't know how is this supposed to go. Uh, so, check out or whatever. He hits me back about two hours ago. And he's like, man, nah, you all good, right? And I'm about to take Athens car up there. Uh, so, so listen, go to web chevy and be nice that's the thing <laughs> fabian so pointed out to me if you're nice to people people do so that, that's why i hit him up i'm like look let me let me know because i'll send you this 200 you know what i'm saying like because i enjoyed the service or whatever and, and again i'm not trying to get my cousin in trouble right right i, mean, I don't think he would have gotten in trouble uh but anyway that was my last couple of days um also better things as you know at uh nbc you know what I'm saying? Yeah. The, the, the official like a whistle. Um. So those those are things that have that happened in the last three days. Um. And just, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm for the thing, the only thing was this. And I didn't bring it up when me and my cousins were hanging out. The only thing that was missed was my younger brother, my younger brother and my cousin. That's my other cousin's nephew. They're born like a week and a half apart. My brother's born a day after me. One, one. So my younger cousin's born like well, a week and a half after me, right? Uh I, I didn't say it because I, I I I my thing is always to, to um to 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 talk up good times. And sometimes you gotta realize you can be the downer and you just need to shut up or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I just I I just want to promote good times. So I had a great time with Willie, David, and Dentrell. Uh shout out to Dentrell. Happy birthday, Dentrell. Um, uh had a great yeah, had a great time with them. Uh, nothing like spending some time with family. The older you get, the more important you realize it is. Especially, you know, the family where y'all can be all be cool and uh, chill and relax and enjoy each other's company. So definitely shout out to them. Shout out to Fabian and Web Chevy. All right, I'm just shout out to um, Dice Michael Aller Dice at NBC. You know, it's just been, it's been a lot of shout outs going on here. But you know what? It's time. Well, let me find out what you've been up to, Ryan. Well, I'm I'm, I'm not. I'm not even finding out what you've been up to recently. Yeah, you know,
1: I've had a little bit of a a good spark, I guess, if you will, because I called my mom on Monday and just kind of voiced a lot of frustration that I've been having with, like, making money and this job, paying the bills and stuff like that. And I I drove Lyft this past weekend and, you know, it's a good little gig, but when you're already working 40 hours a week plus – And then you gotta spend an extra 10, 12 hours working. Like I'm just like, man. So I'm talking to her, voicing this frustration, and I'm telling her while I'm driving that when I was driving Lyft, I was having some car issues. So I'm like, great, I feel like this thing is going. And I knew I'd probably have to get one next year, but the way things are going is not looking too promising. And out of the blue yesterday, my mom calls me during like the day in the morning, and she never does that. So Mm. I'm thinking someone's dead, Like Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, boy, this is bad. I call her and I still get a somewhat inheritance from my grandma's passing two years ago. Another check came in and now the car situation is resolved. Moving forward. Congratulations, man. Thank you. At least I got the down payment for sure. Mm-hmm. and now I have this security blanket that I did not have at all before so I'm feeling a lot better about things
0: good but for you so man good for you. I granny, little, look at granny, granny still much. helping you out boy, oh nothing gosh, like a good I granny it's nothing that. like a, a, a great not a great granny as far as she is literally your great granny, but a grandmother <laughs> who is great, There's I I have one of the greatest, if not the greatest grandmothers, two, but one that particularly raised me Um, and I will do, I I will fuck you up if you say something about. it. I to let you know, like you can say something about a lot of people, but if you cross the line with my grandmother, yes, oh, it's so old, dog. It is so. I felt
1: old. like she was like looking down from heaven or something. Like, oh, you got some problems? Yeah, let me let me write you a check. That'll fix L- everything.
0: While we're doing family time, it's funny. Uh, My grandmother was the baby from all of her uh, sisters, right? And she's it's like a a six to nine year difference between her and her last sister, who was my aunt Ruthie, right? My aunt Ruthie uh, is one of my favorite aunts of all time, right? And I remember being in college, my aunt Lenora, she would send me money. And I'm a college student, so I wouldn't really reply. And she would get upset with me. Yes, she should. (laughs) And I remember my aunt Ruthie was like, boy, you ain't got no time. But the point is this. I would be dead to my last dollar. And for some reason, Aunt Ruthie would know to send me money. And it happened like three times. i right. was talking about broke. Like, right. where's the money coming from? <laughs> and I walk over to the to the mail center and it's a check from Aunt Ruthie. Man, shout out to my Aunt Ruth. Her great, 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 great. I think great, great, great granddaughter just got uh, married this this the other day. Shout out to them. All my, my Gully family. Uh, shout out to all of them. But anyway, enough of that. So let's get to this show. All right, I know, I know we can get random, and we're, we're having a good time talking about family members. And listen, enjoy your family members, especially the ones that aren't stressing your ass out. I'm not out here to tell you to 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 make amends, but don't be don't be the ass. All right, right. be the chill person. And if you got to move them to the side because they like drama, move them to the side. But don't don't be the instigator because it's easy to get into your films, Be the instigator. Enough of uh, of Ryan and Ken's uh, family values. <laughs> it's time for us to go. Off oh, top. Off top. Take it from the top, the tippy. Oh, my people. Uh, listen, we were interviewing on people the, for real right now. Today, we were dropping from under center an uh, interview with Kalen uh, Jones right from uh, The Ringer. Did I get it right, The Ringer? Yeah, The Ringer, right from The Ringer. I apologize to that brother. <laughs> and one question that I asked him at the end of the interview was, what the hell is wrong with Scottie Pippen from a national perspective, right? <laughs> and he went on to say what I think most of us think. He says one of the smartest marketing employees that you could possibly do. So, all right, if you don't know, which you all probably know, but doing my host duties, I have to go over it. Scottie Pippen was on the Dan Patrick show the other day. Uh, Scottie pointed out that he thinks that when the Bulls were playing the Knicks and Phil, I think it was the Knicks. And Phil uh, wrote the play, wrote the last play uh, to go to Tony that it was racist and talked about how long he had waited behind Michael Jordan and that if the type of player he was, he finally deserves to take that shot. So let's address that. And then Dan Patrick came back and was like, kind of like, are you sure? You mean he's racist? And he was like, I was there. Yes, he's racist, right? <laughs> and so Phil be like, man, I'm only designing plays for the whites today. I guess that's what Scotty's saying, right? <laughs> anyway. Let's get, let me try to give you some uh, um, a little bit of historical context, context to Scottie Pippen, if you didn't grow up watching Scottie Pippen. Um, as he grew, he became more secure in taking those types of shots. This is the when Michael Jordan had retired. The first season after Michael had retired, the Bulls had the same record, exact record, I believe, as the season before when they had won the, um, the NBA Finals beating Charles Barkley's Phoenix Suns, right? Um, but at this point, Scotty still isn't the last shot knocker down. When when Mike came back, Scotty rhythm pull up, coming up to the uh, to the arc, since he handled the ball, it, it was pretty nice. He had he had a nice rhythmic pull up when he was bringing the ball up. You kind of didn't want to give it to him if it was a standstill jumper for Scotty, even though he got better with that. Um, but the play was designed for Tony because that year Tony had already hit like two of those or something. Right. Like he early on has shown a knack for knocking down those types of shots. So that's in my opinion, you know what I'm saying? But Scottie Pippen was there. In my opinion, Scotty wasn't that dude. Like you listen, if we want to win, that's cool that you feel like that you've earned it. And I'll say this, had it been a situation where Tony wasn't there and, or you perhaps couldn't get a play that could get Steve Kerr open at that point. And I think, wait, BJ was still on that team or even BJ, right? But for Scotty himself, knowing what Tony had kind of done, not get to Tony as a rookie, even though he he played professional basketball in Europe, but it's not even to the standards that European basketball is now. Um, I To me, you know what I'm saying, my man was bugging. But again, I, no, no, let me say this. There may be experiences with Phil Jackson that he's had that he's applying that to this as far as he felt a racial slight and he's using that to say that this was racist. But me looking at it, I didn't, I didn't find it racist because I would have written that play up Hey, listen, I'll tell you this: If I was brave enough, I would have written it up for Tony, because a lot of coaches it'd be it'd be easy for a coach to write it up for Scotty and be like, "He's our best player; he's supposed to take the shot." You know what I'm saying? But at that point, Scotty Lebron James is one of not he's one of Scotty's kids in a way. When it comes to the point forward, he's one of Scotty's kids, but also when it comes to making the right play. Scotty was like that play that was that player, the making the right play player. And sometimes it was out of fear of failure, you know, like early LeBron before he got down there with D Wade, and he didn't care anymore. You know, it's like when, like when LeBron hit that three in the playoffs, and you was like, you knew it was going in, right? Like you didn't have that feeling about LeBron fifteen years ago. You know what I'm saying? Or ten years right. ago. But now, if LeBron takes a deep three, you like, oh snap, right? And I mean, Scotty never became that type of shooter. <laughs> Like LeBron. But I, I felt that that was wrong with Scotty, And then Scotty pointed out that the reason that Michael Jordan gave the point through the ball to Steve Kerr, uh, I think this is the first Utah series a uh, final series that closed it out because Jordan hit the shot to close out the second Utah series. And that's how we, he should have left it. But he went to Washington. But Michael Jordan, uh, I, don't believe he got, I can't remember if he got doubled, and he kicks the ball off to Steve Kerr. before they showed us, they didn't show us then, we found out later, uh, there's video of Jordan covering his mouth telling Kerr, if they double me, I'm going to come to you, right? And Kerr said, I'll be ready. I'll be ready, right? Scotty said Jordan did that off of the cameras, which he may have done it for the cameras, to be honest with you. I can't refute that. And so, but I, I still would, yeah. I mean, I can't, I can't refute that he did that for the cameras. Scotty was there. Scotty knows what type of production was going down. He pointed out that they were sitting there making, like, come fly with me, all those Jordan video movies or whatever, like that. He, but I, I'll say this I still think Jordan would have thrown the ball to Steve Kerr, regardless, because he was open and Kerr had could, could knock down that shot, him proving that he could be a clutch player. So, again, I think Scotty was just blowing a little bit of smoke. Uh, Scotty Pippen lost his son uh, recently. Um, I know a friend of the show BC says that, you know, uh, Brian Crawford that maybe, you know, saying allegedly he has a little bit of a problem with the bottle, um, which I shouldn't even go into that. I apologize to Scotty Pippen. That's not even how I want to go to do my, my, my thing here. Forget that part. Um, but still, if he is having problems with with um, substances, maybe he should look and check out to getting a little bit of help. But again, he's trying to sell a book. He's trying to sell his new, I don't know if it's bourbon or whiskey, bourbon. which one. Suburban. I was trying to get his bourbon off, which it, it is po- It must be so potent. Like, it, it must got that extra on it. All right? put a little extra on it. He must got a little extra on that to say the least. But Ryan, what were your thoughts with Scottie Pippenstar coming from the top rope?
1: When I picked up my jaw, you mean, after I heard the interview? Uh... I I was just like, first of all, enthralled by how interesting that interview went. Like, there's a point where Dan is trying to, like, kind of talk to him and and they're not necessarily disagreeing, but they're kind of like going a little bit back and forth. And Dan's trying to get clarification. and Scotty's like, do you speak English like that? Yeah. Literally came out of his mouth. I was like, oh, baby, this is this is getting hot.
0: Scotty not taking any slander from you white folks. Right. I, I see where we oh, now. Oh, right? man. He's
1: like, Dan Patrick, who? I'm Scotty. <laughs> he dropped all <laughs> six rings on the table. It was. I felt like you. I think he was exaggerating a little bit with some of his things. Now, I don't disqualify it. I mean, we know Phil Jackson made that posse comment and there's been some kind
0: of like. About LeBron, hmm. Maverick Carter. Right. And, 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 and 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 the whole crew or whatever, as far as saying that you know LeBron has his posse instead of his business partners, which they are. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, I mean, that you, you one was. You
1: get a little deface with some of the things Phil Jackson has done, where you're like, hmm.
0: And Robert Orr came to Phil's defense, saying that he doesn't think he's a racist, but there was a one moment in the huddle. Where Phil told Robert Orry, "You got to listen to your you to to the master," and he was like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, to Phil! I'm from down south," and Phil was like, "I didn't mean it like that." And they in the article they brought up the Zen Master, but anybody using their own nickname that somebody gives them like Zen Master is shady in the first place, right? But I wish, I wish it. Listen, I wish the MF would have hit me with. You gotta listen to, to the master, your master. <laughs> right. Dude, right. It would have taken everything in me not to walk off that court right then and there from that type of disrespect. I don't Do we know like for that sure
1: that maybe the reason Scotty walked off the court isn't just the play? Maybe he threw in a you better listen
0: to the master kind of thing. I think Scotty would have told us if he threw in, you better listen <laughs> to the real? master. <laughs> also, also for the context, so Scotty didn't come into the game, everyone. If you didn't know this, Scotty refuses. To come into the game, Bill was going to have Scotty throw the ball out, inbound the ball. Scotty sits on the bench. Bill Cartwright implore Scotty, and then I, I don't know if there or I know in the locker room, Bill Cartwright was basically like, "Man, I'm I'm a beat your ass." Basically. I
1: think it was both. I think it was both. Yeah. So, uh, so
0: it's 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 even worse because yes, the play wasn't written for Scotty, but Scotty didn't even participate in the play. He refused to go in and sat out. And at that point, it seemed like the Bulls and Scotty was going to come to an end. To be honest with you, which Luckily, they didn't, because even if Michael Jordan came back, there's a great chance you wouldn't have had the right running mate to get three more titles. You know what I'm saying? Like having the best tandem of perimeter players in the NBA at that time on both sides of the ball, basically. You know what I'm saying? And literally
1: like stretch forwards, like point
0: forwards. Yeah. And look, people forget the length. One complaint was always when you had Pippen – jordan ron harper was how long that that perimeter of those bulls teams were in length like today it may not be as strange even though shooting guard is, is where there's no it's positional basketball but shooting guard in the way it's like that position has went away or and sometimes they're not as big as sometimes they were back then um mm-hmm. but yeah that when that if scotty would have been traded because of that which. she he deserved to be to get get out of town after that it could have really changed the last three championships of the bulls cuz at that point we are a year a year and almost we're almost 2 years away from jordan no no we're playing we're a year and a half from jordan coming back uh, uh at the end of the 90 96 97 season Not 95 96 season perhaps is yeah. what he came back for 15 games and they lost to orlando um, in the playoffs but anyway Yeah, it's wild buns, man. My man's – look, I understand that he feels he's been disrespected throughout the years. There's a lot of people that don't put enough respect on Scottie Pippen's game. Um, There's a lot of guys today that their games – they don't even know it's patterned after Scottie Pippen, basically. There's a lot of guys. You look at – for instance, you look at Paul George – um, you look at just look at how PG's playing. There's aspects of Scottie Pippen's game and what Paul George is doing right now when he's going at it. You know what I'm saying? But it's funny, Pip still has some of that aspects of when Paul George disappears in this game too. But when Pippen became older during this period of time, he really learned how to even affect the game. Like he he may only score 15 points, but he's gonna have like nine, eight, and three steals. You know what I'm saying? And they, with a win. You know what I'm saying? So cause even when they lost in that playoff series uh to, 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 to New York on the 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 who the Hugh, Hugh Holland's uh, controversial call on Hubert Davis, Scotty fouling the fingertips of Hubert Davis. Um Scotty had a game that that series, and that series like looked like the Bulls were gonna lose and it the Bulls kind of turned it around. He had a game, maybe the game before that or two games before that they won. I think he only scored fourteen points, but again, his stat line was ridiculous, and he he affected the game. Even when Scotty came back to the Bulls with the Baby Bulls, if you was a real basketball fan and you watched it. Scotty wasn't scoring, but, man, Scotty was really affecting the game. And he was affecting it so well, they played him more than what he was supposed to on those bad knees. And that's part of the reason why he was done before midway through the season. You know what I'm saying? But, but high basketball IQ. But, again, um, you know, my man is going through it. I, not even going through it. Been going through it because – People don't put him where he give him the necessary respect he deserves for the type of baller that he was during the heyday of his career. But still, you gotta you gotta slow down, homeboy. You gotta yeah. It just feels like he's out up. here
1: burning every bridge.
0: Everyone possible. Listen, he doesn't have to worry about anybody coming to his Hall of Fame speech because it's all where he's in right now. So it's just like, hey, we're not gonna meet up. We don't hang out. Think about it. It's like we don't hang out. Next time, next time I probably see you one of you guys is at a funeral. You know what I'm saying? So and I'll bring the whiskey, and everything will be cool. But yeah, my man. And is out ironically, there. he's probably the
1: closest with Tony Kukoc out of everybody.
0: Yeah, I mean, they they definitely, definitely, definitely get around Tony sitting where someone like
1: I believe Tony <laughs> showed up. I think he was the only one to the uh, unveiling of his bourbon.
0: Mm, I think that was real? the
1: only Bulls player.
0: Yeah, We're talking, you know Tony gonna show off us a free drinks. I'm joking. <laughs> if somebody else who doesn't get a lot of respect uh, for their game or whatever. Uh, but yeah, well, that's why I uh, asked a drink. <laughs> we all do. We all do. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Still uh, talking about basketball. Let's jump into these playoffs. Um, unfortunately, man, it's been a ton of injuries. Can uh, go back to saying it from the bubble and the shortened uh, off season. Um, but still, listen. I've always, I've always been leery of Giannis's legs and their lux- uber length. Right. And P- and honestly, people falling around them. All right. Like I all anytime I see him and people fall around him I'm like, please don't know. Kind of with LeBron like that. But Giannis is even longer and leaner and strong. But um, to see how his knee bent backwards yesterday, I didn't think he tore anything because you're luckier that it bends back than when it goes sideways. You know, because the ACL you're actually bringing it in rather than when it goes sideways, you're, you're, you're doing this to it. So it, with the with the ACL can keeps both of the, your, your upper leg and your lower leg straight. So they're not doing this right. So they're stable. So you could tear it of course, if it coming like that, but really side to sides, how you get it. So when it went down like that, I didn't think he tore his ACL, but I did think he could have injured his meniscus. You know what I'm saying? Like he could have, he could have went through bone through bone through that through, through that meniscus, um, but to see that the imaging came back positive and there's no uh, tears in his knee, he's not probably going to play game five. Um, you got to be happy. Trey Young is out with the ankle injury. He's doubtful also for game five. So now, hey, elevated him to questionable. Oh, really? He mm-hmm. should listen. They sh- if he can come back, he should come back. So they can close this game out while Giannis is out. Not saying they can't do it when Giannis is Giannis is there, but uh don't give Giannis an opportunity uh necessarily to come back if he if he can only come back in a game seven. Just sit there and win the next two and get out of there game six. Um but yeah, it, it's definitely time on the buck side for Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday, you know, to step up. We've been on here raving about the fact that we like the fact they got a, 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 hard, a hard dude like Bobby Portis in there with them. Uh, mm-hmm. You see the fact that PJ Tucker finally starts showing up in the last series against the Nets, um, dude. Y'all, you, you, Mike Budenholzer. This is why you get paychecks, all right. Get Robin Lopez involved, either in the perimeter and in the low post. All right, you can get him on the perimeter to get everything open for Middleton to Holiday to go driving through the lanes. But also, you can sit there and work and try to see if you get a double double team and get an open shot for those guys around the arc. It's dude, this is it's, it's time. All right, Mike Bolton holds to get you. Got enough talent in this team to get over, especially with Trey Young out. Like that's there, I and you both had both of your engines are out, but without your engine. You have better stars and more, more mature stars than they have. You know what I'm saying? So I put this on my boot hoser. You need to be able – you should be able with Trey Young out to get past Atlanta. Actually, you should be able to get this game if Trey Young is in this game and then take another game, even if you have to split between the next two games and you go to game seven because it's going to be – game seven is going to be in your house, even if you have to – This is what you need to do. All right. So I'm going to put this I'm placing this on Mike Budenhoser, uh, someone who's who has been questionable, his ability to adapt during games and during series. It's on you, man, because you got you got enough talent. Now, if this was last year where Chris Middleton was was more questionable. All right, so it's mm-hmm. on Chris Middleton, too. Let me put this on Chris Middleton, too. It, w- he was more questionable. Okay, it wouldn't be as much on you, but holes, you're still catching it. You got Middleton, who's a better player than he was last year. You got Drew Holidays, the best guard that you guys have had up there. If he's better than Malcolm Brogdon, you need to sit there and get this done and get, the, get past this series. Because I'll tell you what, if you don't, I don't care if Giannis is hurt, I'm still, I'm looking at you, and I wish Rick Carlisle would have gotten that job. But I'm, I'm looking at you. I'm, I'm giving you a side eye because you should still be able to pull us off with the amount of talent, and basically just bringing in Drew Holiday on this offseason season from the McDonavich, uh debacle. But you should be able to do this, and you got to do. It.
1: Wasn't that kind of like
0: you're fired, Mike
1: Budenholzer, if you don't win this series after that last game? How unprepared and how terrible that team
0: looked overall. How- how long are you going to? You, you just accrued more money with Drew Holiday's deal, right? How long are you going to let Mike Budenholzer not get the most out of this team, not find a, 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 even a more efficient way in the half court to use Giannis? You know, like, it's, I feel like you, they need a, like, a Teron <sighs> Lu type, like a real X's and no problem solve. Yes. Yeah. A true, a true adjustment. That's what part of the reason I wanted to see Rick Carlisle there. Um, like, dude, you. You have to. And the, the problem is these coaches are getting snatched up, even though there's still some out there. But if they lose, and it, 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 yes, Giannis out does, does hurt him in this, but it's just time. Like, you can't waste more premium years of Giannis not knowing what someone else can get out of those three players in Giannis, Middleton, and Drew Holiday. You, it's time. Unfortunately, the easiest thing to change in sports is the head coach. Uh, you okay. know, it, it, it's the truth. You know, and let, really may, only sports you may not do that is football, You know, depending on who the quarterback is, probably. But these other sports, if you paid off all this money, the easiest thing to do is to bring in a new voice. and He's been there for a minute now, and they've had some playoff collapses. All right. What happened in the bubble last year was ridiculous. You know what I'm saying? So, nah, dude, it's it's that time. Uh, Get your ish together.
1: Yeah, and that would be such an attractive job. I would think a lot of people would just line up for that. I mean, you'd be one of the top contenders in the East before you even walk out the door or walk in the door into the building. I'm with you. I, I thought I was shocked. Like, I remember just talking about it with some people before that game. I'm like, do we even need to watch this game with no Trey Young? And then right. it's like, whoa, they're getting blasted. Whoa, Giannis is out. Like, what is going on here? And I'm with you. Atlanta, if you want to win this
0: series, you need to win game five. I, I think do. that that is a must win. You do. You should. Listen, I, I would say it would be. But I pointed out all those those those, those issues with Mike Budenholzer, And you may not need to because he may give it to you. You know what I'm saying? That's he may true. give it to you. I mean, they gave him one already. Yeah, and, so, no, they gave him two. Yes. They
1: gave him two.
0: Yes. gave him two. Yes, dude. No, 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 no. So, look, man, that, that right there. I mean, the injuries right now in the NBA semifinals, they suck. I mean, the only team that's basically healthy and that's what the player with, and it, your nose doesn't really affect you. I mean, if it's bleeding blood you can't necessarily breathe through it, it does uh, is it, the Suns where, you know, you had Chris Paul with the shoulder issue then the COVID protocols you had the issue with Devin Booker uh, uh, the, the forehead of Patrick Beverly breaking Devin Booker's uh, nose. DeAndre Aiden has been healthy. Like, they're the healthiest team right now. What mm-hmm. Listen, what Paul George is doing without Kawhi is crazy, but it also I say this too. It goes show you the lack of defense with with uh, Phoenix. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it, it does. Like you, first of all, Monty, get the ball out of Paul George's hands. Not to say that sometimes you can't because Reggie Jackson has been hot. hot. Ooh, <sighs> baby, Terrace Man. Listen, us Talking to talking about Tyloo. Looking at that coaching up of man. Well, you got him ready for this period right now to do what he's doing right now. You know what I'm saying? Like. And you dude. lose. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. I'm blanking on the
1: center right now. You lose them right before game mm-hmm. five, and
0: just Marcus Morris Senior will go small. Boom. You're gonna lose Boogie Cousins a little bit more too. Yeah. Um. So, dude, what 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 Lou is doing is phenomenal. Uh. But Phoenix should, Phoenix should have taken his taking them out. To be honest with you, like this especially this
1: be, that last game.
0: Yeah. This this game this game from last night. Whoever wants as we're recording. Yeah. Uh who it's God this should be, willing, it's the Clippers. Why are you in Phoenix hating on the Suns? Okay. So
1: for specifically, I am kind of hating on the Suns, but specifically, this hate, you gotta look at it from the party perspective. I need them to come back in for game seven, which is gonna be Friday. So this place is gonna be lit. Everybody is gonna be feeling the do or die emotion of game seven. And so the party time is going to be phenomenal because you either need to drink to cope or drink to celebrate. I want that energy. I want to feel that for Friday, but I am kind of rooting for the Clippers overall.
0: Dude, why not just, if you want the, 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 drink party test, drink party time. Why not just want them to be in the finals? Cause then well, you get a whole other series. Specifically
1: this. I, you're right. No, uh, no question about that. It's more so like, give me every possible game I can get. Okay. To.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: So this is like an opportunity. I want it. But to be fair, if I get it and they lose, then you lose that whole next series. This is what to say, final. right? Like, what are you doing? <laughs> Tomorrow's not promised, Ken. I might not be alive for the finals.
0: <laughs> I
1: need to live for today and Friday.
0: I mean, look, my my prediction was the Suns versus the Bucks. And that was with the caveat that listen, Trey Young can do whatever he can pull it off and knock the Bucs out. Um, it, it looks like it could go either way. I do think the Suns are coming out, but what how, what PG is doing right now and Tyree Lewis cooking up, how they have Devin Booker having to expend energy on defense, Tyreek Tucker him out a little bit, man. It's they doing it diesel, man. It wouldn't shock me, but it's not I don't think, you know what, I can't say that. I want to say I don't think in the finals they have enough to, I, I don't think they have enough to beat the Bucks if Giannis is healthy I think they may be able to beat Atlanta. I'm not saying they will beat Atlanta but I think they may be able to beat Atlanta which would be crazy that if Paul George without Kawhi takes oh, the Clippers man. to Does the he finals the and wins. Does he get the nickname? It's finals P and I mean, this is after <laughs> Last year, we're sitting there talking about man, Kawhi has another dude that can be an MVP with him, and then Paul George just wet the bed on us Big rooting time. for him. But I mean, oh, dude, we were dude, killing him. Yeah, dude, if he could come back from that, also, that's that's a lot to come back from in a uh, in, a, in a, a media hotbed like Los Angeles. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's a lot to come back from. My question is this to you: If they win it all. Do you even resign Kawhi or do you go and look for that with that max to either get two players or a player that's healthier consistently to go along with Paul George?
1: Man, that's a great question, because my first blush would be no. But you think about that knee, that knee is always a problem every single year. And we all know knees get worse every year. They don't get better I, I would think you'd have to really consider that, especially if Paul George is able to get this team into the finals. Like to your point, do you let Reggie Jackson go? Who's a free agent as well. And if you have to pick and choose like, man, Reggie Jackson is looking nice, and especially with this team, with his ability to shoot and go to the hole. He's a great number three, great number three. If
0: you can find a number two. So you may need to, you may need to just bring a back. And try to run it back, and ho- hopefully, hope he's healthy. But you've seen what they could do without him, because you can go, you can get the, you got bird rights on Reggie Jackson, so you can go into the luxury tax on Reggie Jackson. And Steve Ballmer don't care about the luxury tax. Yeah, that's true. You know what I'm that's saying? True. Like this, a, that's a different type of owner, right there. Be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. we got this extra thirty. You got to pay. Okay, throw yeah, it on the Microsoft bill. You know, what I'm Yeah, so like it's just one of those things because. I mean, now that you know what you have, because I think what you need to know, I keep saying it the last couple of weeks, you need to run this offense, and I mean primarily as a playmaker, through Paul George more. And at times, definitely let Kawhi do Kawhi. You know what I'm saying? Because at times the offense is going to be stagnant. And that's when you need the killer like Kawhi. But Paul George right now is playing. is a killer right now, too. So and it's what you really want to see. But the ball movement is what I like seeing. Sometimes the ball gets stagnant when it's Paul George and Kawhi. You go your turn, my turn, your turn, my turn. And with this series,
1: don't you just think when Paul George isn't like the primary ball handler, that Clippers offense kind of sucks. <laughs> like it's very stagnant. Nobody's moving. It's usually like one pass really late in the shot clock, horrible shot. When Paul George has, it and he's trying to be a playmaker, that offense looks so much better, so much better. And I you- thought for sure they were going to lose that game going into half based on how like, Quickly, Phoenix closed the gap, and just how awful Paul George—not that he was awful, but he wasn't playing very
0: well—and then he took over that third quarter. Mm-hmm. He had some sloppy plays too, as far as with his passes. He had a couple dumbass passes and um, a couple dumbass plays, getting frustrated because he didn't get some calls. Oh, yeah. Totally, totally, totally. Like that, that was, that was, dude, you, you're too deep in the playoffs for you to let the heat of the moment perhaps get you tossed out the game or at least right. get a flagrant and it could lead to getting another flagrant later on. But I'm, I'm totally with that. He, but see, that's the thing, too. People know they can get up under his skin a little bit. He has to be a cooler player. But I, I, I also, I feel him because people have disrespected him a lot. You have Boogie Cousins today talking about he's one of the more gifted players, and the, the narrative that the bloggers have on him is all BS. And it's not all BS. You I'm know what I'm saying? I'm for that guy hard, by the way. I am, I am, dude. Boogie Cousins is down 100, not even that. He's he he's down like 160 from what he could have gotten paid if his body didn't portray him. You know what I'm saying? And this is A2, I think some people root against him. They have this college. And it's like for whatever reason, I don't care if he, he's bristly. Um, he's he's a guy that when he got when he, when he when he got really used to the NBA was out there doing his dizzle and doing it nasty. He earned the right mm-hmm. to make that type of money um, that he was going to be paid due to the work that he had put in and the extreme talent that he has. Also, the, the skill that he has is a very skilled big. Um, listen, I don't, I, I don't care if he's bristly. Um, I'm always going to have a bit of bit of love for Boogie Cousins, one before he got hurt, but after he got hurt, and wishing him the best because nobody. It's different from if Boogie Cousins had signed the contract and then that happened. I still feel bad for him. I'll be like, at least he got his bag. You know what right. I'm saying? Right. But not to get your bag absurd. and lose. Now there's no one's ever going to give him that type of money. You know, that that that's messed up. And if you if you're happy about that, man, man, a, a pox on your house, man. See, like just I think that's why I'm kind of like rooting for this Clippers
1: team over the Suns. There's a lot of stories that I really like on this Clippers team, like Boogie, uh, Reggie Jackson, Paul George. The Suns, like, I'd love Chris Paul and I'd love to see him get a finals and a win, but I'm not as attached to that team. Like, they're all so young and just up and coming. It's like I'm okay with it not being their time right now, but with the Clippers, I feel like I'm a little more
0: attached to the story. I want CP three to get a ring If Giannis isn't going to get one.
1: Hey, I I don't hate on that. Like CP three is definitely the casualty in my Clippers
0: lusting to sit there and to go through everything he went through with the Clippers. All right. To like CP three deserves the cherry on top. I heard, um, I heard Kendrick Perkins say, that this is a, 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 a legacy altering uh, series that CP3 is in. Are you crazy? I mean, you can could, you could maybe raise him higher if he wins a title, but if you're saying that this could hurt his legacy, dude, his legacy's been cemented already. Now, either you don't believe he's necessarily quote-unquote a winner, which is ridiculous because you look at the, the, the winning percentage increases whenever he joins the team. You can only ask a point guard to do so much in a league built off of Giants. Like, let's be serious ten? here. You're like, dude, are you nuts? And it's right. still, still giving you this
1: business? And 36. Like, not yeah. some young guy that you uh, – 5'10", I can just dunk on you or just score all over the place because of my speed and athleticism. Like, mm-hmm. this is all basketball IQ. This is right. all just pure Gile. point guarding.
0: Yes, exactly. guile. That's dude, perfect no, if you not if you hating on this dude and saying the only thing this can do is improve one of the greatest point guard legacies of all time, all right? Like, I agree. P- period. 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 There's only there's only maybe three point guards, maybe that I wouldn't put that I would put above him. You know what I'm saying? So like, I agree, dude. Are you you are you. Cra- Listen, I love me some John Stockton. CP3 goes above John Stockton. <clears throat> oh yeah, I, I love. Agree on that. I love listen, I love Jason Kidd. I still don't think Jason Kidd gets his props for what he was at his height, a walking triple-double that took a lowly Nets franchise to two back-to-back NBA finals even though the, the East was weak. I mean, dude, he was a walking triple-double. He got right. Richard Jefferson and Kenyon Martin, Momo Cash, um like that so I I I think I would I hate to say, I think I maybe I would put him above, but I may not. Like, that's that's where the barrier he ain't going above Magic and Zeke. All right. Like, cause he he's a he's a he he comes from the thread of Zeke. You know what I'm saying? And Zeke's but, got the titles. Yeah. But also at, at Zeke's height, I think Zeke is fat. Zeke is faster and more explosive than Chris Paul. You know what I'm saying? Before that ankle injury that he had in the finals, Zeke is faster and like. Even it's not—I mean, Chris Paul is sweet, uh, but still, the, like just that. And we're talking about in the annals of basketball history, right? Like, I love so. Gary Payton, but he would not be oh, above no. Chris Paul. No, he and he, no, no, he wouldn't be above Chris Paul. And I, I love GP too. You know what I'm saying?
1: You know, I want to give a shout out to Tyron Lue too. I—I I was thinking about this the other day. I can't believe he just went from head coach to assistant and then eventually got head coach again like that was a little bit of a robbery this dude is a lot better than people were giving him credit for they just gave lebron all the credit for his coaching which i get it a lot of coaches have benefited off the coaching or the play of lebron but tyron Lue was not cut from those same cloths of his previous coaches that were just doing nothing with him he is a legit ass nba head coach
0: yeah definitely i saw um Rachel Nichols, Rachel Nichols on the jump talking about how when he was coaching, when he was an assistant for, uh, for Doc in Boston, how Doc would lean back and ask him, What do we do now? And he quickly started to know that in problem solving, in very quick problem solving for this instance, he has a gift for it. And that's, he he says other coaches may be able to do some things he can't, but when it comes to really problem solving and making adjustments is one of the best attributes that Tyron Lou has outside of uh, uh, Allen Iverson disrespectfully walking over him and, and kind of sliding his nasty foot like he was putting dirt on the mat coming to your house
1: and on top of it too what do we say with coaches we want them to be quick with their adjustments like that's that's your ultimate gift that you can give as an nba coach no one looks at you for the rob rob nobody looks at you for like the leader like they look at you for the the ability to adjust and give us a position to win
0: look uh, not to say that he, he it matters but tyron tyron Lewis human right do you think that he looks at Allen Iverson, even though Allen Iverson has the fact that he's Bubba Chuck, he is a, a cultural, just huge icon. cultural shifter. Yeah, icon and shifter in the NBA and just in in, in culture and culture, even outside of the, uh, the NBA. But I'm right here still doing it and getting paid. Right. Where your ass at when you disrespectfully walked over me like that? As a human being, I'm just saying. As a human being, like you, y'all like him and all, but what he doing right now? <laughs> Sniffing around the big three. I'm not here going I to the about finals this too. Like
1: Ty Lewis, like take that walk,
0: AI. right? Right. So, uh, dude, that listen, he should if he wins the finals this year. One of his players is somebody somebody know somebody should run up with the old Sixers AI jersey and sit down <laughs> and let Taro Sharun Lou step over him and dirty walk dirty slide his foot like he's bringing dirt into my house disrespect like like um like a uh, Rick James impersonated by Dave Chappelle on Eddie Murphy's couch they should have never gave you any money <laughs> Like just like that, you know what I'm saying. Like that's what I would love to. Just like you see that reenactment for a points bet that uh Allen Iverson does. And I mean, again, I hope the dude that was that he stepped over got paid a little bit of extra. But Tyronn Lue needs to get his revenge on Like I remember watching that game. Like damn, because that's game one. I think that's that's the because it was a gentleman's sweep between them and uh, the Lakers. And I remember watching game yeah. one. He, he went off. AI went off. And when he did that, I was like, damn. And I forgot, I forgot which team, I forgot which team, I don't think he got drafted by like. I forgot which team he came into the league on. Cause I used to, he used to always stick out to me cause he's, he's Tanner now, but how light, Tyron Lue was with those French braids or straight backs as Jamel Hill would say. He yeah, always was like, who's this, this kind of guy right here with these? You don't look like you really grew up with braids like that, buddy. Um, but like, so I always paid attention to him, but I'm like, ooh, that was... Listen, to be honest with you, I may have had to like grab AI's leg or something to try to start a fight. I just may have, dude, because it was... the district When he put that foot down and scraped it, that's when it would have been like, oh, it's on like Donkey Kong, so... Again, shout out to Ty Lu, as you had just said, Ryan, because he's definitely done a phenomenal job and he's proven that he's one of the he's in the top echelon of coaches in the NBA. People just sometimes don't want to get that brother's props.
1: And uh, you mentioned A.I. I don't know if you caught inside the NBA yesterday after that game, but yesterday was Craig Sager's 70th birthday. And they were showing <laughs> clips of like that time when he was trying to get an interview with A.I. And he's in the shower like I'm in the shower and he's like asking A.I. to come out. They I showed didn't some, like, yeah, they showed some uh, some clips of Craig and I didn't realize, too. I don't know if you knew this. Um, oh, my God. I'm blanking on names so bad. The true home run king in Major League Baseball. Hank, uh, Ar-
0: uh, Hank Aaron.
1: Hank Aaron. You know, Craig Sager was the one jumping in there when he broke the record in a white trench coat trying to interview yeah. him. Yeah, yeah. Yes, I do. Like, oh, they showed some great stuff of Craig. And I was like, damn, I haven't thought about Craig in a minute. So shout yeah. out to him wherever he's at.
0: Yeah, rest in power, Craig Sega. All right, man, let's switch over to the boys of summer, um, especially with the two teams here in Chicago, the Cubs and the Chicago White Sox. Kinda- We're on cell mode up in the north side, baby. Why are you sell on sell mode?
1: mode. Well, I think at this point, it's pretty obvious. The Cubs don't have enough pitching. They have... Maybe enough to just kind of compete in the division, maybe make it somewhat interesting. But on top of what you see going on in the NL West out there, they're not catching any of those teams. So the wild card is done for the Cubs. The only chance they have making the playoffs is that division. And I think the Brewers, with that staff, that pitching Mm -hmm. staff and enough offense with Yelich and some of the good players that they have, I just don't think it. I don't think you can do it, especially with what we've talked about before. You have all this unrest with all these contract players like, you know, how much of a haul you might be able to get for Craig Kimbrell. If you trade him away at the deadline, one of the best closes in baseball right now. And there's a ton of teams that always need closers to put them over the edge. You know, I, I hate the idea of trading Chris Bryant. But if you really can't sign him, you could get a haul for Chris Bryant with what he's doing, his versatility, and that bat. They're telling me if you're a playoff contending team that needs that extra boost defensively and offensively, you can get a haul potentially for Chris Bryant. Who's been slumping?
0: I know he's hurt, but also been slumping.
1: Yeah, but I think his versatility that he's shown puts that slump kind of like, yeah, I mean, he might be slumping a little bit, but that bat still can play, and he can play all over
0: the field. Right, totally. I'm not saying I would trade for him. Believe me, I'm not saying that I would not – acquired oh, player and Chris Brian. I'm just pointing that out. Um, yeah, I hate to say it. Um, I mean, I've always kind of, no, no, no let me not say this part of me feels like resign him and particularly him and Javi. Um, and I, you can, that's who you, I can want. you can still deal them later. Um, it's the thing if, if they're, 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 they're both still young enough and not injury prone. To the point, particularly with Chris Bryant, because that hobby hasn't been nicked up like Chris Bryant. But still, it's not to the level where you like he's clearly injury prone to where even if it's not uh, um, uh, 100 pennies on a dollar, you can get 80 pennies on that dollar for both of those players. And it's better than to one. I mean, because they probably sound hobby, but to let Chris Bryant walk for nothing. Right. Like I, I listen, I'd yeah, rather be it. in the same it, 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 and, and I'm not I don't I can't remember the haul that the Cardinals got back for Aaron Aronado. Um, But I would do that. I would sign Chris Bryant. And in the next two years, if it looks like we're going to have to rebuild, he would be the key that I use to start that rebuild. Because even if he's two years older and he would be like 30, then he's 30. With at least four more good years before you're really you're getting diminishing returns on that amount of money that, that, that he's getting paid. Um, and you could use you could use those controllable years that you have to entice a team to give you some premium prospects for a player of the caliber of Chris Bryant.
1: And Ken, this is on top of you let Kyle Schwarber go for nothing, who's dominating the National League in home runs and major league baseball. Like you can't do that
0: again. You can't do that again. That's facts. That's facts right there. That's that's definitely like goodness. But I mean, th- again, I wouldn't have let I don't think I would have let him walk. But right. the problem the, 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 the I, I wouldn't have let him walk, um, especially knowing that the chances of the DH coming to the AL are likely. Yeah, but no. how many how many seasons can you wait for that, though? Especially when you're playing a player. It took
1: Eight million dollars to bring him back this year if they wanted him. $8 million. That's basically what you're paying Jock Peterson. Like, I get where they're coming from. We needed to do, maybe make some changes, get less swing and miss in our lineup, but mm-hmm. man, that's why I you
0: don't remember, just sell low on people. I can remember Matt Spiegel of Parkinson's Spiegel on 670 back in the days uh, talking about uh, Swerber coming up and was like, This guy's like Babe Roof, uh, jokingly saying that jokingly. And that first streak he was on was so crazy before he know. got hurt. Um, but and yeah, he's on it again, yeah, dude. All in like, your uniform, though, have helping the Nat propel the nationals, but uh, yeah, I'm with you on the south side. We have been, we have a, a situation where should they go all in and push their chips to the center, or should they wait till next year? because this may not be the year because attrition is, is, is set in. You know what I'm saying? We, we found out that Eloy is 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 is, is gotten uh, clear to start increasing his uh, training to come back, and um, Robert lose Robert, I'm sorry, I'm blanking out. He got his, and it will take about four weeks before he ends up going to a minor league team uh, to start his rehabilitation there. So now we're talking about August, basically. Basically. Um. And that, listen. And that, to be honest with you, you may not need to make a significant trade. I guess this is how I should be approaching it. You may not need to make a significant trade where you have to include a Garrett Crochet or Andrew Vaughn, uh, so on and so forth. Then, because you're getting two guys coming back, that makes it look like you just made a trade for two studs, basically. Right. But you still may need to power up that bullpen because and this is what we always talk about with year to year with bullpens. It looks good on paper, but you never know how it's going to shake out. Now, Michael Kopech has returned today, but when you look at when, look at Hoyer and Bummer and what you thought you had last year into this year, you know what I'm saying? And even when you look at Marshall, um, a lot of these guys just aren't doing necessarily what you, you, you look at the Crochet's velocity going up and down. Ricky Renteria is part and gift for us injuring that kid on his way out the door um, last <laughs> year. Like, I, I, yeah, I'm gonna. I don't feel like I'm going to be standing around here. I'm going to leave something for you to remember me by. Um, you know what I'm saying? Like when you look at that, I'm, I don't know how willing I am to go all in with the premium pick, but I could definitely be wrong about that, I know I was on Sean and Maya, and I believe it was Patrick Nolan from Sox Machine was on there saying that, you know, next year uh, they're going to be at like 117, 130 uh, with the players that they have signed up. And how much further is Jerry Reinstoff willing to increase the payroll now? And to be all fairness, the Sox should be able to increase that payroll to 140. And that's that's still low. That place compared- is filling up. Yeah, you should be be able to – you should really be able to gradually get to 160, 170. Then I understand if you get to 170, start getting leery and want to bring it back down. But you should be able to go do that with the star star talent that you have on that team, even though some of those players aren't necessarily playing as well. Damn, Shoyitano was pulled in the first inning. Snap. Gave up seven runs. Um, Speaking of the home run leaders, as you was bringing up, Schwarber. um, But, yeah, that's my concern. Should they go all in? When I'm afraid someone else is going to get hurt. Now, some people could say, "Well, that's why you need to go all in because you need to have somebody to replace those guys." And these these championship chances—I don't even want to say window opportunities—are small and few in, in between. How long? And this is a window, but how long has the Dodgers' window been open? And they finally did it, right? Like in the during the pandemic. How long finally, did we think
1: the Cubs' window was going to be open? And they got there once, and luckily there, won it once. But luckily that won was it. it.
0: So you you don't know, um, but yeah, dude, I I don't I don't feel it. I mean, I, and I, I could be wrong. Uh, it could just be being a Sox fan and necessarily always feel like the shoe was going to drop, the other shoe was going to drop. But I'm just worried about giving away some talent because I've already been Lou Brocked when it comes to he whose name should not be mentioned on the show that plays for San Diego Padres.
1: Well, I think uh, some of the guys that the Sox are talking about. I don't think you really have to part too much like an Eduardo Escobar or Adam Frazier. And those guys are ability to really play all over the diamond, which would be huge for them. Cause you're hoping that you're going to get Nick Madrigal and, the Louis Roberts and Eli Matchwell ain't coming back. back
0: this year. I don't think Mick is coming back this year. I think he's, he's out.
1: You're hoping to get at least one, two of those guys back. And if you can replace one of those three with an Adam Frazier or an Eduardo Escobar, like, I, I, I'm I'm with you. I, I wouldn't give up too much, but I think that they do need to make a move. The really concerning part to me with the Sox is where is Jose Abreu right now? Because he is just getting injured and he is not
0: playing that well. Right. He's he's not. You know. I, I I'll be on. I'll be on the score tomorrow. I'll be on the Lawrence Holmes show around one p.m. Ooh, yeah, for this Psych. I know, right? It, I blanked out. I blanked, blanked out. I meant to tell you. I thought about it, but then I forgot. Um, and listen, uh, someone who wasn't a big proponent of re-signing uh, Jose uh, Herb Lawrence, you know, he's looking right right now. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but. Again, it's it's it was look at the season that they had last year and that Jose being an older player having to go through and then getting ramped back up to go into this season. I mean, you got to think about the type of energy, energy and focus he had to exude last year in that shortened season to get that MVP. Um, I just give him a give him a minute. He may be on he may be on his poly ish, meaning he's given gonna give you half a season and not a whole season. And that's fine. Yeah. give a
1: great second half. That's all the Sox need. They don't need a great Jose Abreu to win this division, but I think they're going to need a great Jose Abreu to win it all.
0: But I'll say I do too, and I'll say this. If you get Eloy and Lewis Robert back, now you're starting to release some of that pressure that's been placed on Jose cuz he's he's probably trying too hard on top of slumping, right? Yeah. So and now I think you need Robert back too cuz you need defensive help badly. And you need speed on base.
1: Yeah, you know and like saying? you know, Lurie, you can put him out in the outfield and feel okay, but he ain't going to give you any pop whatsoever. At least Robert, he gets a hold of one. I if mean, that thing can just go.
0: Yeah, so you need him back out of the two, but it'll be it'll be great to get him and Eloy back this year. Um, hopefully, they won't have these type of injuries moving forward. I, don't, I hope this isn't uh, regular. You know what I'm saying? Or the the, the well, you the,
1: you said it I think like you just don't know in baseball like this season looked prime for the White Sox to win it all when it first started there wasn't even really much question and then some of these injuries start happening you're like they well, still can but and then you never know what next year is going to be like 162
0: games and then the Astros came to town Oh boy! <laughs> right, she just she just stepped in and smacked you in the face. Um, yeah, I'm with you. So it'd be interesting to see what they do in this last month. Both of these teams with the trade deadline coming up at the end of July. Um, I'll be fine if they don't give up a lot to get Frazier, and then you still have I believe you have a year of control over him, so you could probably play him and right as that need Adam Eden walks away after a one year deal. Um, I'm with it. You know what I'm saying? I'm with it. And
1: if you're given like a your 15th best prospect or somewhere between 11 and 15. And that's what the, the deals centered around, like go get some guy that's just going to walk after this year. If it's not a top 10 guy, especially if it's not a top five guy, you know, Mm -hmm. championship windows are
0: precious. You're right. But you never know. You never know. Yeah. All right. I guess it's about that time. Then that we go up for grabs with Ryan B ski, 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 ski. Conspiracy theory time. Get the conspiracy hats
1: on. Tinfoil top. Yep. We got the tinfoil. It's a very interesting deadline coming up for the NFL, and that is the opt-in or opt-out based on COVID. The deadline is this Friday, and some are starting to speculate. Wouldn't this be a terrific way for Aaron Rodgers to really avoid a season in Green Bay? Opt-out. You lose no money, can't really be fined for anything because you've opted out. The only thing he could be fined for was that mandatory minicamp, if they're even going to do that. But they have to when it comes to training camp that's in the CBA. They have to enforce the uh, penalty if he misses
0: that. This would be a potential way to avoid playing in Green Bay. What do you think? When you first brought this up, I was like, nah. But then – I started looking at the fact that he couldn't be fined for missing training camp. And what's that like $50,000 a day. Now, even yeah, though this is a, like, that. this is a wealthy NFL player. All right. This isn't, you know, I'm on my first deal. I'm on my rookie deal, or even I'm on my second deal. This dude is getting banked. He was just the highest paid player, just not two or three years ago. Um, but I'll say this. My only, my only problem with that is he doesn't accrue a season, you know, but I can, I can, I can discount that by, I think we both look at that. If he makes that decision, the end, the outcome will be he'll be traded. Whatever team trades for Aaron Rodgers is going to give him some more money and guarantee some yeah. money. So it wouldn't even if you if he doesn't accrue this season. Let's just say if he stood out the whole year, which I hope he probably wouldn't. I hope Green Bay would sit there and just be like, you know what, let's get him off while with the value was still high. And I said that they'll be they, they would diminish that much if he's not out there playing. these Aaron Rodgers. Um, but I think there's a fear that if they let Aaron Rodgers do what he wants to do, then are we going to have the NBA in the NFL? So owners may hold it's it. To, right. Ho- owners may hold them to it. And there's no true ownership up there. So I don't know if Mark Murphy li- would listen to other owners in the league where he's like, I'm gonna do my own thing. It's not my money. You know what I'm saying? Um, well,
1: until Mark Murphy can come down and throw the Hail Mary pass like Aaron Rodgers, he unfortunately controls everything
0: so um, I think it's a great it's a great question that you bring up you know like it's a really good question my only thing and this is outside of Aaron Rodgers because I don't know if he would do that I don't think he's going to do that Uh, but you know what I I can't say that I think he would he I would think he's going to go to the to the to the 12th hour with Green Bay as far as listen are you guys going to do something because this is leverage for me to sit here and do this But I don't think he's going to pull that that weapon out on them. What What do you think
1: right now? Is he playing in Green Bay this year? Right now,
0: I I think so. You know, and I I would hate so. I would hate so because it's like I love Aaron Rodgers, and it's like we all know that. Aaron Rodgers um, is one of those people that you don't mess with. Like, there's some people you know, like, if you go left on them, they never let you get back right. And that's right. Aaron Rodgers, right? But while he's. Yeah, being, ask his family about that, too. Right, right. But while he's being king, petty, well deserved petty, though, and I'm not, I don't, I think we'd be jokingly are cool with people being petty. So I don't even really think necessarily he's being petty. I'm using that as a cute phrase because he was disrespected. He he was, even though uh, his play had slightly went down, he was still a guy in the latter half of his prime that you should have put more weapons around him, you know, and you you can can call Andy
1: Dalton. You can call Aaron Rodgers.
0: See, my issue with that is this. Aaron Rodgers still would have been petty if you drafted Jordan Love and moved up to get him. Even if you Probably. called him, he'd have been like, What? What are you? Why are you doing? Like, he he's would he up. Have been like,
1: the trade right. up gets me every
0: single time. It wouldn't have, it wouldn't have still been like, cool. You know what I'm saying? You know, so he would just be telling us, I'm not in their future. So I got to do what I got to do. He, he would tell us the same things, right? He just would have Probably. excluded the part that they didn't call me respectfully, right? Um, Listen, I think he's going to play, but I don't want him to because I want him to be hold to his guns. It's like, hey, you talking that talk, walk that walk. And I'm not saying and this has nothing to do with being a Bears fan. This has to do with like I'm an Aaron Rodgers fan. And it's like, dude, if that's what you want to show them that you're willing to go all in for it. So that's what I would like. Also, I'm about player empowerment. That's Mm -hmm. what I would like. And this this is the thing because people be like, well, he signed a contract. It's in a league where they can cut you especially if you're a player right. like Aaron Rodgers. Now, of course they wouldn't cut Aaron Rodgers, but if you're a player, sorry, I'm sorry. No, if you're a player, Aaron Rodgers situation has no more guaranteed money. So it's not punitive on them. If they kept cut you as far as dead cap money, you know what I'm saying? Now this happens, to, this has happened to quarterbacks as much, but it happens to all all the other positions. But when you're in a league where we can have a signed contract, but you haven't out, don't come and tell me when a player gets leveraged that he shouldn't take advantage of it. Cause this system isn't built on being fair. So you can't tell me the player has to be fair to the team. Now, what were you about to say? I didn't mean to cut you off.
1: I was just going to echo your point. Like if he got a career ending injury tomorrow, what would they
0: do? Pay him the rest of the money? Hell no. They'd be like deuces. And then they would have faded away. Like them skits from, from social media. Right. Right. Like, no, they would have been out. So don't tell me like in other leagues, if you're talking about the NBA and the NFL, where not the an NBA and the an MLB, where your money is guaranteed, right? If you're to, like, if you're in that situation, the NH where it's guaranteed, then maybe we can talk about, you know, being fair because everything is closer to being 50 50. But yes. the NFL, please, y'all, this is it's 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 so out of whack with the fact that what teams get to do. And I know partially when you have a when you have such a, a league where the um, it's so violent and injuries are, are such a huge part of it. You know, it helps that you don't have to have guaranteed money saddled to players who are gone or injured. You know, I, I get that, but it doesn't benefit the players uh, for the most part outside of the fact that these teams can get out from these contracts so their teams can get better quicker. Uh, so it helps them by gener- 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 generating revenue uh, for the players, but the individual player that's hurt, it doesn't help whatsoever. You know what I'm saying? So that's where it's like miss me with that. But I'll say this. I'm really interested here in Chicago. What Eddie Goldman is going to do come Friday. Mm-hmm. Like that's what I'm I'm all in for. My concern is Is Eddie Goldman worried about COVID or is there any type of underlying situation between him and the Bears organization? You know, so hopefully there's not. And he's just taking as much time as he possibly can before he has to come in there with everybody. Um, but on a, a defense that we were basically talking like we were getting a free agent, we we're signing a free agent by getting him back. Um, and now we're looking at that front seven not as being as stout as what we were expecting to going into the season.
1: Yeah, that's a great point. I'm very much focused on the Eddie Goldman situation. But uh, this Aaron Rodgers thing, I love it. I don't know why but I freaking love it. And that trade up. Every time we say it, I always think they like got Jordan Love when he <laughs> dropped to him.
0: <laughs> Dude, that. Oh oof. man. All right, what else you got for us as we Another
1: conspiracy of- theory. NCAA it came out said players can now make money for their likeness. Obviously, the NCAA is very afraid of the legality situation that's growing more and more and more with more and more player empowerment. Is this carrot going to be good enough from the NCAA to slow that down? Or how do you feel about this new move by the NCAA?
0: The NCAA could still make billions and have paid players, but wanted to be jerks. And asses, and and take it to to the to the to the nth degree, instead of just setting up a structure that's based on real life, which means everyone's not treated fair. And what I mean by that is, you know, player player one and player twelve you may not get the same compensation. One, if it's based on what the player can get off his own likeness, his name or image, you ain't gonna get the same anyway. But I'm even talking about increases in stipends and ways to pay players. You know, now the problem would be some players would be like, the coach is holding me back. Well, you you got that in the NBA. Some players feel like coach didn't give him enough tick and that may have affected their bag. Uh, You had um, Kwame Brown talking about that as far as how much money he may have made had he felt like Gilbert Arenas at the time wasn't getting him in the ball uh, in a a proper situation. He uh, He could have made Tyson Chandler style of money. Right. Saying he could have, you could have had something similar to that. Um, but the, the problem now is you already have it set up to where you're about to open up the one and does. You should have done this eight to nine years ago to where you can say, well, listen, give us two years, right? In, in college basketball, give us two years, college football, you know, depending, give us two or give us three. I, I, I don't, I'm, the only problem with that is just being physically mature enough to enter the NFL but you could have set up college basketball to where these guys are getting bred off their image. You know what I'm saying? Even let them listen, dude, damn near let them get a shoe contract. You know what I'm saying? Like, do you don't even have to pay them? Like, and we all know these colleges are aligned with shoe companies. No, let them have a shoe put a cap on the shoe contract number. All right. So let's just say, for instance, um, you know, you, you, you can't have it. It ends after college, you hit the market again so that way you can't it's not if it was on the up and up you can't overpay them to get them to come to your shoe company even though these kids are already going to these shoe companies since they've been in aau you know what i'm saying but still there's so many more ways that you could have paid them off and still pay all these people to do what the hell do we know in the ncaa right that are make millions you could have held on to that but now you're going to be in a situation and see this may not be like uh 15 what 20 years ago i should say this may not be like 20 years ago where the ncaa could steal Jenna revenue with uh um um with uh adam morrison and with uh what's his name that was going to duke um, jj jj reddick you know what i'm saying where you know it was lesser t- premium talent but they still the fan base was still there not to say the fan base won't be there but we live in a world where there's a lot more options to do when it comes to your viewing hours, you know what I'm saying. So, especially and also these 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 television contracts, they want some premium talent on these teams, you know. A lot, and we live in a world now where, due to players getting paid basically under the table, you had a situation where a lot of players were ending up in places that historically didn't get top rate players. You know what I'm saying? Like, so what you're going to happen, you're going to, those players aren't coming into the league, those type of one-and-dones. I mean, they're coming to the NCAA, those type of one-and-dones. They're going to be gone. You could have kept the whole, you could have kept the whole bag. There was no reason. All you had to do was get, this this is the problem, people, sometimes. Sometimes you got to give up a bit of the bag to hold on to the majority of the bag. All right. Like, right. And
1: not just then, bottom line, get every single dollar at
0: all times. Right. And then finagle ways to get, get, get pieces of the bag back throughout the long run. But that I mean, that's all you have to do. And you could have kept college basketball with both premium talent and still kind of this college spirit, even though some people would be like, they're getting paid. They're getting paid anyway. Like, let's stop putting our heads in the sand and acting like these players aren't getting paid. They're getting paid. Get over it. They should get paid. What's wrong right. with you? You're telling me if your son could change a coach's career and is is, is and he could have went to high school. Could went I mean, from, from high school into the NBA, got a hundred million dollars shoe contract. Even if it's just thirty million, depending on the type of talent that he is, that he shouldn't because he decided to go to school and doesn't really need school. He's not staying all four years. He shouldn't be compensated for the revenue that he brings to that team into the NCAA. Are you mad, man? In America, like, are right. you out of your freaking break?
1: America?
0: That's the wildest ish. I'm like, dude, you you know what you're really saying in your hard hearts, all right? You just don't like certain people oh getting to that bag. Oh, my gosh. Because, that- dude, it's, dude, let me have a listen. Let, let Kenton sit there and have the opportunity. First of all, it's all blue chips here, baby. All right? It's all blue chips here. I'm not even that type of person in you paying us. All right? I'm for real. Dude, you got – listen – these coaches make millions and millions of million dollars off of these suit contracts, let alone the money they get from the university. All right. You telling me my son isn't going to be nice, Brother, it's not even about us as much. He I'm trying to set him up in case things don't go right. Give us a couple million, but this I'm gonna put this into so, to a, a couple of accounts for him in case he blows something or whatever, whatever, you know, right. we got some for me and mommy, of course, uh, but still like, dude, you are, you are nuts. If you think in a capitalist society, that these kids should be taking advantage of, in the manner they're taking advantage of.
1: I don't get that college fan base with the purity and the joy of the game. Like, miss me with all that BS. I hate. I don't understand you. it. I
0: hate seeing not everyone. I hate seeing rich black guys out there play the sport. Right. It just it bothers me. <laughs> I go work to work every day. He should right. Get paid. Right. I go to work every damn day. Right. Like it's just, and to some people, that's the heart of it. You know, what I'm it's like try- Zion Williamson shouldn't make a ton of
1: money in college when literally the entire world is watching every
0: dribble of his. Right. No. Like how? What you just said. Somebody break down to us, and before you break it down to us, say it to yourself ten times. And does this truly make sense in a capitalistic society? All right? right, just don't say it because it's how you feel. I mean, is this just, is this, is this what fairness would be in a capitalist society that these players get no compensation? Cause I can say this, you want to play this game. All right. After his scholarship, all the money goes to him. From the Jersey sales, from the television revenue, after you hit whatever amount that scholarship is, and mind you, he ain't even going to school the second semester, right? You know what I'm saying? He's out. He going to do the tournament and dance. He's up. Right. So if you're going to sit there and say that, all right, at what? what's Duke, maybe, I don't know, do the 50 to hundred million, probably 70 million a semester or something like that. Maybe more. I don't know how much Duke 000, is. Yeah. Or 50 to hundred thousand. I'm sure. Okay. Let's say, all right, after a hundred thousand, uh, a hundred, I'll be fair, 150,000, let's just say for, uh, for half of the semester before he leaves after the tournament, right? After 150 K, he gets all the rest of the bread after he pays that back.
1: Duke would Oops. pay Zion Williamson
0: 150k to come there. Hold, hold on, hold on, let me tell you this. Duke did. Just <laughs> Nike, Nike did it for them. All right? Like Duke did pay him. All right. It's totally yeah, Zion, okay wait, wait, wait. for Coach Zion, K. To right. Wait. Zion, Cam Reddish, RJ Barrett just came there to be try hard right. guys. Right. They just like Coach the- K. They like, like Coach K, right? Of, and they could like him, but guess what? He's going to have to break that bread, right? He's going to have to break – to have to give us something. right? Like, you know on, why dude. they liked
1: him? Because he came in with the right offer on the table. Right, That's exactly. why they liked
0: him. And his and Duke, but the, like you said, the right offer. I got connections. I'm, I was coach of Team USA. I can get you to the league. You know, so all that, but there was still some coins being exchanged in that situation, to say the least.
1: And Zion was number one in Duke, right? That was his number – yeah. Like as if anyone's buying the plain Duke number one jersey because of some number one of years
0: past. Come like, on, dude! Yet, like the, the point hell. that you made on Zion, we forget how Zion was college basketball the season that he was there. Like it was crazy that Zion. It was like it, 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 some of it was RJ too, but it was Zion being the, the the planet that brought most of the gravitation to the to to their way. But um, dude, like. We Zion
1: was opening up shows like Dan Patrick. They only talk about college basketball when it's March. They don't talk about college basketball in December months before and literally shows are opening up about Zion Williamson.
0: Dude, you had a better draft class this year? Right. And how many shows opened up talking about uh, Kay Cunningham, uh, uh, Evan Mobley, you know what I'm saying? Jalen Green, Jalen Suggs. How many shows would open up doing that? And this not is a better draft than them, right? But you saw what? So, the, and listen, that's not to say that those kids don't deserve to get paid, right? right. I'm not even saying, but just pointing out that the, the inadequacy of how this whole setup is with the NCAA and how it goes against everything America is built on, you know, and I just wonder why.
1: Mm, but we want the purity.
0: You, you got the love oh, Yeah. Of the that purity part is the part right there. You can use that a lot of different ways. <laughs> oh, one drop. Get out of there. Exactly. Oh. oh it wasn't even a whole drop. Too late. Too bad. <laughs> oh, no man. pay. Uh, no pay. I don't want oh, it. Man oh man listen we always appreciate it Um, please make sure you continue to listen we'll be back with a flip probably after this week or we may do one at the beginning of this week but we'll hit you with a flip and then we may change do some different things with that but I'll talk to Ryan about that but listen we always appreciate it you can always find us every week uh, bringing this show here Ryan does an excellent job setting us up proper Um, please continue to listen to us and please don't do anything crazy particularly during this weekend and holidays it's going to be hot it's going to be raining in a couple places on uh, both coasts of the country is burning hot um but please be safe if you're going to use fireworks please be careful and know what you can use all right know your limits uh (laughs) the
1: fire's down too can we not have any fire instances with the fireworks you know here in arizona they're selling fireworks in places i'm like what the hell are you doing
0: hey people gotta blow stuff up but uh anyway we always appreciate it and definitely have a good week and don't do anything crazy before you hear from us again